don't know how many women I've matched with on Raya and just nothing happens. Yeah. Just absolutely nothing happens. And it's like, well, why did we even do this? Why are we even here? Why are we even here? Why am I paying $30 a month for this? <laughs> Welcome back to Made It Out. Thank you so much for being here another week with us. We're so, so grateful for the community that we're building. A few housekeeping notes up front. Uh, Anybody who wants to maybe be on the podcast, tell us your story or submit advice, please submit through our website. And also the biggest way to help us uh, a startup podcast is to rate, review and subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode, I'm so excited for. We've gotten so many requests. You guys want to know how to date, how to hit on girls, how to pick up girls. So we thought, who else would we have to do this subject than our friend who's been on quite a few dates? You could put it that way. (laughs) A lot of fucking dates. (laughs) A lot of fucking dates. She even went on a celebrity dating TV show. I did. I did do that. (laughs) Jordan Harvey. Hi, Mel. Harvey's lesbian dating history began at a Christian university. Let's start there. So um, I went to Liberty University, uh, the world's largest Christian university. And before you go to school there, you sign a thing called the Liberty Way. And basically, it's a thing that's like, I will, I won't. Mm -hmm. And they list all these things that you will and won't do. Like you're attesting, I will and won't do these things, such as I won't have premarital sex. I won't drink alcohol. I won't be gay. Like literally all of these things. Mm -hmm. How are you picking up girls at Liberty University. And also, this is probably why you have so much game. Oh, honestly, probably. (laughs) Because you had to do it like so sly. So subtly. Yeah. Everything was about subtlety because it had to be. Mm -hmm. Because if I was found out, like repercussions. Yeah, you're fucked. Like conversion therapy, you get kicked out. I mean, the shame of that rumor or I should say truth spreading. Right. So yeah, everything was about subtleties. So basically I would like, if I saw a girl at a party that I thought was cute, I would be like, okay, she's cute. I'm going to approach the bench, right? (laughs) Here I am. Mind you, I was very femme back in the day. I was like a Southern belle. Nothing about me screamed gay. I'm talking heels, dresses, the whole bit. I always say that there have been a lot of me's in my lifetime. I've lived many lives within my current lifetime. And so femme me was a lot of those lives. (laughs) And like slowly over time, I've shifted into more, you know, of a masculine energy and style. But it was very femme back in the day. So, you know, here's a, a very feminine presenting woman coming up to you. Oh, at a Christian university, mm-hmm. we're just friends, yeah, right? Just another friend. So, you know, the classic, like, would compliment something on her hair, makeup, top, shoes, something, right? Because I'm another femme. I'm interested in what you're wearing. Yep. <laughs> and it's what's fashion. underneath those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Me back then did not think that way. Like, I was still <laughs> learning the game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it would just be these little, like, subtle, like, compliments or you know I, I would like subtly flirt without letting it be known so I'd, I'd, I'd go an inch and see the reaction go another inch see the reaction mm-hmm. until it would be like okay like I'm gonna say something that could be interpreted either way and see how she reacts yeah and if she responded to it you're like oh shit this girl is flirting with me 
and I like it. Yep. Green right? light. Green light. Green light, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you know? But if there was any hesitation, it was like, boop, pump the brakes. Like yeah. we are moving. We are backtracking. Yeah. Right? Like we are just friends. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Your gaydar oh. is a survival mechanism. My gaydar was a survival mechanism. And that might sound dramatic, but like I had to guess or infer correctly. Otherwise, it could have been really horrible for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you were never found out. No, no. And to this day, my gaydar has remained 100%. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, we've talked about that. It seems that seems to be a truth. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay, so we leave Liberty. Yeah. You moved to? I moved to San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And at this point in time, I have still not told anyone that I'm gay, which, as you know, from being in the closet is hard. Mm -hmm. It's traumatic. You're living a double life. Mm -hmm. You are lying so well that it becomes second nature. Yeah. And all the heartbreak and heartache you have to deal with by yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's no way to live. Yeah. So I moved to San Diego and um, I was still dating a girl from Liberty. Mind you, didn't know anybody was gay while I was there. After we graduate, of course, half the soccer team is like, I'm gay. I'm like, I knew it. And I also dated one of you. And we kissed in the bathroom. <laughs> we did. Um, so, yeah, I, I moved to San Diego and I and I break up with the girl who was still back in Virginia. It, honey, it's never going to work. Yeah. Also, too, I'm like, freedom. Yeah. And I was up at the U.S. Open of Surf that first summer that I moved out and I met a girl. OK. I actually approached her and we were like joking and laughing. And sh- at the end of the conversation, I go, well, are you going to ask me for my number? Oh, my God. And she goes, why would I? You're not even that cute. (laughs) Excuse me. I said, excuse me. So naturally we went home together that night. (laughs) That makes so much sense. It does. And then she and I went on to date. Okay. But we were dating secretly. Okay. You know, because I didn't want to tell anybody for fear of being found out. Mm -hmm. And eventually over time, I was like, you know what? Like, screw this. I'm going to start telling people. Yeah. And then from that point on, I just started telling people in my life, my immediate life. I still wasn't out on social media. Right. I was living in an apartment where the girl who owned the apartment was very Christian. Mm. And so I didn't want her to find out for fear of being like kicked out of my home. Yeah. You know, but I started telling like the important people in my life. Yeah. So then you're out. Yeah. How do you enter the dating world? Full fledged. (laughs) Full fledged. Full send, baby. Yeah, yeah. I had my, uh, you know, Instagram lesbian days, the thirst trapping and the, you know, putting myself out there. And so I'd meet a lot of girls via Instagram. That, okay, when I first came out, that is a thing. Oh, it's a thing. It's like a move. Yeah. A girl will go on your Instagram, they'll like 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 a thousand photos. Uh And then they'll follow you and then they'll slide into your DMs. Or... I've also found that they do that as like, that's the green light, right? Like they're like, I'm giving you permission to reach out to me. It's like, oh. obviously I'm making the first move and I'm showing interest. What are you going to do about it? Oh, well, I never, I never sent messages or anything. You never like did? No. These poor girls. Oh, no. I was like, <laughs> just left on red. This is weird. Why they're like, oh, she obviously doesn't like me. <laughs> I liked 10 of her photos and she didn't respond. But that's like, when I came into the dating world, it was so, I was not gonna be the aggressor oh yeah which i mean would you say you are now no (laughs) i mean i think i've changed a bit more i think as you gain confidence of course right things change a little bit but i still would not say that i'm going to 
I'm going to make you chase me. Oh, very fair. <laughs> Which also too, like in my experience, I've, I've experienced both, right? Of like being the aggressor or, or being the pursuer, I should say, and mm-hmm. being the pursued. Yeah. Well, did that correlate with when you were femme versus when you were yeah. more? Yeah. See, that's so interesting. I don't want to blanket that statement. Sure. Right. Just because you're a femme means that you're the one who gets pursued or because you're more masculine, you know, you're the one who is the pursuer. In my experience, that was the case. Mm -hmm. When I was more femme, I would let women pursue me when I was more masculine. When I was. (laughs) 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 I was the pursuer. I am the pursuer. But it is nice to be pursued. Yeah. Yeah. It's all... It's all based on the relationship and on the person. Did your type change too? Actually, yes. Okay. When I was more feminine, um, I was dating more masculine girls. Interesting. More more tomboyish girls. Mm -hmm. And then as my style and my energy changed over time, I then became more interested in more feminine women. It's so weird. It's almost like you gain more confidence in your lesbian self. Totally. And then you can end up with someone who fits you better. Right. Because when I first started dating, I would like match with people that were like exuded this like Mm. really masculine energy because I knew I was like, I want them to take the lead. Totally. I don't want to have to, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Right. So you wanted them to, to I'm like, yeah, you make the plan. Yep. You tell me where to be. Yep. I'll just be there. But also though, that is a good way of learning for you. Totally. So that you can be like, okay, like these are the things. Yes. Right. And then I realized like I was in a relationship with someone like yeah. that and I realized like this actually is not my vibe but I think it's because my confidence grew and oh, like totally. my sexuality and who I am yeah and so then I was like wait I don't need someone yes. like that I actually need someone who's like more even yeah with me a lot of times you don't know who you are or what you like until you experience it mm-hmm. right and then you're like oh absolutely not or like oh yes that or oh, yeah. I like that, or oh, I'm interested in that, or oh, I'm curious about that. Yeah. And then you build the confidence to try it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you figure that out? Did you date a lot of different types of women? For sure. I think, you know, when I first started dating, I was just excited to be dating women, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was on apps, I was just like, okay, what's this person's vibe? Like, do I think they're cute? Do I think they said something funny? Or look at their Instagram. You know, I'm like, do I like the vibe of this person? And, and then it's like, okay, like, let's let's talk or text mm-hmm. and then let's meet up and see how it goes. And so like, really, like my type was across the board when I was first starting to date. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, I, I think when I first started dating women, I was still fixated on the fact that I thought I had to look a certain way Mm. and I didn't have the confidence or not necessarily the confidence but the experience to want to venture out into presenting more masculine style and energy because Mm. it was like okay I've already taken the step of dating women but I wasn't thinking about the fact that like I could shed this ultra feminine exterior Mm -hmm. for something else Mm -hmm. and so that for me changed over time and I experimented with that a lot and I think that did kind of change my dating style as well okay on the apps. On the apps. Do you think that lesbian, it's harder to be a lesbian on the apps? In terms of dating, I think it's harder to be a lesbian in general because we're already fishing from a smaller pond. Mm-hmm. And then when you date a lot of people, that pond just really, <laughs> you're like fishing from a hole in the ice, really, at that, <laughs> at that point. Uh, otherwise, you're breaking the ice and you're just, as you all know, <laughs> yep, <laughs> we got to do what we got to do, right? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think it can be difficult, especially too if you're new to dating women mm-hmm. and you're a woman, right? Because you might not have that confidence of like, ooh, I'm confident enough to make the first move. Right. Or maybe you have these predetermined notions of like, they should make the first move. Like, why should I make the first move? Okay, well, who should make the first move? It, Let th- these girls know. Yeah. In my opinion, if you are interested in someone, make the move. Mm. Because they might be in their head or they might not have the confidence unless someone does something, it's going to be a stalemate and it's never going to go anywhere. I don't know how many women I've matched with on Raya and just nothing happens. Yeah, just absolutely nothing happens. And it's like, well, why did we even do this? (laughs) (laughs) Why are we even why are we even here? Why am I paying thirty dollars a month for this? It's a scam. That's true. It is. That's true. And I do feel like because there's not that like gendered expectation, that gender role expectation, Mm -hmm. it does just get kind of like left. For sure. Because again, it was never going to be me. Right. Yeah. Right. Even if I was into it, it's like. mm. And it's really okay if you, because you're you, if you and your partner want to fall into some heteronormative R&Rs, like that's fine if you're both okay with that. Mm -hmm. If you are the more masculine in the relationship and you want to pay the bill and you want to open the car door, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if you're feminine, if you expect those things, that's great. But also you can switch it up, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as much as it's nice to open the door for my girlfriend, it's sometimes nice to have the door open for me too. Right. You know, just because you present a certain way or you have a certain type of energy doesn't mean you don't want the same things. Yeah. And I think it's so hard to get out of that. Totally. Like making a switch from dating men to dating women. Oh, big time. It's hard to get out of those norms. Right. Like, yeah, I'm just used to... Mm-hmm this happening exactly and then you have you actually have to put thought behind your actions and like what you're doing it makes you think about it because it leaves you with so many question marks Mm -hmm. who pays the bill who invites whom out who drives who you know what i mean who does this Mm -hmm. and i think we really work ourselves up about it yeah totally like like we get so in our heads about like who should be doing what and it's just like it doesn't matter if you want to do that thing do that thing yeah it's kind of fun in that way totally it's like a little more dynamic Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not so like everything is expected and you know how things are going to happen. There's like no rules. So you get to make your own new rules. I love that you say that because one of my one of my favorite things to say is actually the Outback Steakhouse slogan. (laughs) No rules. Just right. (laughs) I love a Blooming Onion. Uh, Me too. (laughs) Too bad we don't have that brown bread with the butter right now. (laughs) Sounds nice. (laughs) But no rules. Just right. Yeah. Like really there are no rules. Like just have a nice time. What was the hardest part of being new to dating women? So many unknowns, right? Because you're still, at least for me, I was still figuring myself out and mm-hmm. who I was and where I stood and having people in my life who were very accepting of the fact that I was gay and having people who were very not accepting mm-hmm. of the fact that I was gay. And so not only dealing with that, but moving across the country to a new state, to a new city, to a new job dealing with essentially the blowback of me coming out while also simultaneously trying to date. It's Mm -hmm. a lot to navigate. Yeah. You know, Um, so all the unknowns. Yeah. All the pressure almost. Yeah. It's kind of a complete reset. It is. On everything. And it it really does make you look inward and go, okay, hold on. Like what else have I been ignoring Mm -hmm. or doing wrong? And then, yeah, you're right. On top of just the nerves of being kind of like the new kid in school. Exactly. 
Yeah. And you're like, okay, where do I even start? Who do I talk to? And if you don't know anyone who's gay or if you don't have any resources, like you're especially hung out to dry. Yeah. You know, like in college, I had no resources. Mm -hmm. I didn't know any gay people at Liberty. Yeah. I knew no one gay at Liberty and I couldn't know anyone gay at Liberty because then they would know that I was gay Mm -hmm. and that was a no-no. I think like even just before dating it's like find a gay friend (laughs) find one gay friend (laughs) because just to ask these questions too it's like so helpful for sure listen to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) we could listen to this podcast yeah (laughs) the other hard part about being new to dating women and not really having any gay friends is where the fuck do you meet lesbians yeah especially because like i hate the apps i did not like them they weren't really like my Mm go-to they made me really uncomfortable especially when you're in like this shaky time with yourself where you're not necessarily feeling the most confident maybe that you ever had it have it's like i don't necessarily want to go and now put myself out there and meet a stranger for possible rejection totally yeah it puts you in a really vulnerable position, yeah. which I think is why we use things like the apps and like Instagram and now TikTok to like approach mm-hmm. people because we feel a bit safer behind our screen. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not us out at a bar approaching someone, um, which, yeah, I mean, so meeting women via the apps. Um, I don't I'm currently in a relationship, so I'm not using these apps at the moment. Um, but as you can see, I currently have a folder called Ladies. Oh, my, with the the S is a money sign. The S baby. is a money sign, baby. <laughs> um, but as you can see, I have a variety of apps oh, on yeah. here. You are uh, you were on I, the apps. I, I was on the apps. <laughs> yeah. No, no longer on the apps. Okay, favorite app. Um my most successful app was Hinge. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. It's not my favorite interface. Like, it's not, in my opinion, the best UI, UX, no shade to hinge. Um, But from a, like, success rate of actually, like, going out and meeting people IRL, Mm -hmm. it was hinge. Okay. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, when I first started dating, it was the apps and it was Instagram. And that's really where I met women. How, How did you find friends dating? Yeah, pretty much. I mean... Don't get me wrong. Like there was a long stretch of time while living in San Diego that I didn't really have any gay friends. And I mean, even when moving to L.A., it wasn't really until I met you guys. Mm. Like summer of 2020, I always say, is like the year that I met all the lesbians Mm. because that was really when it was. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's difficult sometimes to to make and to meet queer friends. Yeah. I mean, even sometimes like, you know, like when you date somebody, it doesn't work out, but you can find a friend right from that. Yeah. How often do two lesbians date each other, even to the point of like dating each other? And you're like, actually, we're just friends. Yeah. And then you remain friends. I mean, the web is oh, (laughs) tangled. The web is tangled. (laughs) Okay, another problem that I had when I was first coming out is I'm super femme presenting. Mm -hmm. Still am, but used to be like way more. Even more so. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, Yeah. big blonde hair. I had huge fucking boobs. Oh, right. Yep. (laughs) We all remember those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we do have that in common. Boob sisters. Yes, we both had reductions. We sure have. (laughs) And so, yeah. Super femme presenting. Nobody is looking at me thinking I'm gay. They're not. I literally went out and got a tattoo, a rainbow tattoo on my hand. Because I was like, nobody would believe me. I'm gay. I really am fucking gay. (laughs) But how I always struggled with how do I let the girls at the bar know? Like, here I am. Hit on me. Right. I am 
acutely aware of the feminine struggle in this regard because I was there before, Mm -hmm. right? So I totally get it. When you are more masculine presenting, sometimes there's less of a doubt or even no doubt that you're you're probably queer. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a high chance that you're probably queer because you're presenting in such a way. But when you're feminine, it's extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. So when you're more feminine, it you have to be confident, right? Because unless you're specifically at a gay bar, if you're just out at a bar, like women may not approach you. Pending on the woman. Yeah. You know, I've definitely <laughs> approached Straight women at straight bars because <laughs> right. I'm like, the worst they can say is no. Yeah. The best we can do is be making out, you yeah. know, so you got to shoot your shot. Um, but it's all about confidence. It's all about just just being willing to have a conversation, to just strike up conversation. Yeah. Because at the end of it, it doesn't have to equate to anything. You could just have a nice time with a stranger. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it could be the love of your life. You have no idea. But it's all about having the initial conversation, just talking about anything. Like I mentioned earlier, like I love your top or your makeup looks really nice or be so bold as to, can I buy you a drink? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of the same strategy. I hate to say strategy because it sounds <laughs> gamey, but, but when you don't know, it's starting to flirt a little bit and seeing the reactions and flirting more and flirting more. And it's about the subtle touches, the, the light hand on the, on the low back yeah, or, you know, like the hand on the hip or, you know, touching knees, mm-hmm. like your body, say like where your feet are pointing. Yes. It, like you can look at someone's feet and see where they, if really they're interested are. in not yeah exactly it's about body language it's about those subtle touches the you know the I do feel like that comes as your confidence grows 1000 percent. because I feel like if I had to oh god forbid if I had to go back out there oh. <laughs> I feel like now I would be able to do it because I'm way more confident in yeah. myself as a lesbian definitely woman for sure and like where I fit in the community yep. so I do feel like the more you do it the more you date and get yeah. the awkward kind of uncomfortable right. moments out of the way right it, you're going to get Practice there. Practice makes perfect. For real. I mean, as with anything. Yeah. It is spooky. It is <laughs> It is spooky. It is scary. But the more you do it, the more you're going to be like, I got this. I got this. I got and this. And the more it works out. Like, totally. Because you're confident. And people yeah. like a confident person. Yeah. Femme women, get out there and hit get, on the straight girls Get at out the there. Hit on the straight girlies. <laughs> they may become your best friend or your lover. You really don't know until you try. I love it. What's the worst first date that you've ever been on? I've been on a lot of bad first dates. So I'll let me let me try to narrow it down for you. Um, one of the one of the most immediate ones that comes to mind is I was living in San Diego at the time and I had matched with this girl on an app. And on the app, she was like, I'm a British aerospace engineer, this, that, the other. The photos were cute. I was like, whoa. I've hit the jackpot. Hot. Hot. This is my wife. This is my wife. Yeah. Like, I'm coming to the first date with a ring. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I am pulling out the big guns. So the date that I have prepared is at Balboa Park. It is stargazing and live jazz. Wow. (laughs) Right? Like, that is a date reserved for a British aerospace engineer. (laughs) Right? Yes. Otherwise, we're going out for a beer. Yeah. Yeah, so, (laughs) So... I show up to this date. This girl, number one, does not look like her photos. Oh, no. Which, like, okay, but maybe, but maybe there's something forgiving about this. (laughs) Wrong. Oh, no. She was neither British nor an aerospace engineer. Oh, no. Yeah. I I was like, I have been catfished. I have been bamboozled, and I have wasted this beautiful date. To say you're British is so bizarre. But do you know what it was? I was like, I was like, I literally said to her, I go, you're clearly not British. And she goes, 
Um, she goes, well, yeah. And I, but I studied abroad for a few months. So I picked up the accent. I oh, said, and so she was God. one of those. <laughs> oh, and also career wise, she um, investigated tax fraud. <laughs> that is a big jump from aerospace engineering. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I was sorely disappointed. And when the bill came, no. she did not make a move to. I was like. <sighs> Oh, no. You're welcome. See you never. (laughs) If you're newly out and you're like in the dating world, you're just starting to go on your first couple of dates. Do you have to express how new you are? That was something that I really struggle with. I feel like I divulged too much. I was like, I'm so new. I don't know anything. And I think it like didn't necessarily help me out. Yeah. So what do you think? I think it's all situational for sure. I don't think that you necessarily have to come out the gate being like, I've never done this before. Right. Cause that could be like, Ooh, right. like, and I honestly, I've had girls who, and again, this is so situational. Mm-hmm. This isn't a blanket statement for me. This is just where I was at in my life. When I had found out that a girl was new to being gay that I was talking to, there have been multiple times that I've been like, it has been so great getting to know you but this is not what I'm looking for right now, Mm. you know, because it wasn't, I wasn't looking to teach Mm -hmm. or to be there for that experience. And I'm, and I don't mean to be mean by saying that it's just where I was in my life. That wasn't what I wanted, but it could benefit you by being open with that. And I think situationally, there are some people who are like, yes, I love that. Like, that's so awesome. Like, let me introduce you. Let me show you the world, you know? Right. (laughs) Some people love that. Mm -hmm. And also too, like you are who you are. Yeah. Like, you're at where you're at and that's your life and that's your truth. Yeah. So it can't help. It can't harm. It could help. It could harm. Yep. But be you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, don't feel pressured to lead with that. <laughs> no, you don't need to. In the same way that like, you don't need to lead with like, I'm gay. I'm Jordan. Right. You know, you're even though that is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and you can fully do that, Mal. But at the end of the day, you're you and you're right. so multidimensional and there's so much about you. And these are just things also about you. Yeah. So lead with whatever you want to lead with, whatever you feel comfortable with. I love that. Yeah. yeah. All right, Harvey, what advice would you give to a brand new baby gay out in the dating world for the first time? Try, try and try again. <laughs> yeah. You got you to try. You got to put yourself out there. It's scary yeah. for sure. Also too, safety, keep it in mind. First and foremost, not everywhere is as accepting as LA as we know. So definitely be cognizant of your surroundings be safe. But if you're in a place where you feel comfortable or you're around people where you feel comfortable and confident, just put yourself out there. Try. The worst they can say is no. Yeah. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. There's going to be embarrassing moments. Oh, for sure. Things are going to fumble the bag. But guess what? Then you can sit on this couch (laughs) and tell me your embarrassing stories. You really can. (laughs) Here's where we end up. And you're better for it. Oh, 1000%. I like to say that I'm a sum of my experiences. Would I change a thing? No, because I like who I am. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Thanks. We get a lot of um, submissions for advice through Instagram or Spotify yeah. or the website. We got one on Spotify. Okay. What advice do you have emotionally and physically when it comes to being the first woman your girlfriend has had a serious relationship with? She's only dated men before. 
Yeah. I mean, you've entered into territory where things are going to need to move at her pace, not your pace. Mm. And that can be difficult Mm -hmm. because if your paces don't align, that might not work. In my opinion, do not push people to move faster than they are willing to go. If you're in a place where, and it's kind of going back to that comment I made about there were times in my life that I wasn't ready to be that person for someone who was new to dating women because I was ready to move at a fast pace. I was ready to shout it from the rooftops that I was dating someone. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are dating someone who is new to dating women, you really kind of have to defer to their pace emotionally and physically. Yes. And not to like put so much pressure or scare you, but that is like a very powerful position. It is. So don't use it in the wrong way. Totally. I was in a relationship where that was known that Mm. it was a position of power. Oh, and it was used against you? Yeah. There was just things said and things were skewed to make me feel like my position in the community wasn't good enough because I Mm. came out later or because I wasn't experienced enough. And I ended up rushing a lot of things. I think uh, I came out really quickly. Not that I like, I don't regret any of it at all because I had great experiences coming out and everything was fine. But I don't know that everything would have been on that timeline if I wouldn't have been in that specific relationship so um I just think you also have to know what kind of position totally that is you are you're holding someone's delicate essence in your hand Mm -hmm. and it's up to you to protect that yeah and to to cultivate not cultivate but to I protect is just the right word yeah to be kind and to be nurturing and to be a shoulder to cry on, to ask questions to, to, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're on the other person. side of that, really check in with yourself Oh yeah, on who you're doing things for. Yeah. If the decisions you're making or maybe the timeline you're in or on is what is best for you and what you truly want. Definitely. Yeah. And that's a reality too. Mm-hmm. If it's not good for you as well like maybe that's not the relationship for you yeah on both sides yeah thank you so much for being here harvey thanks for having me mal cheers no rules just right (laughs) outback steakhouse also jordan harvey (laughs) thank you so much for listening to today's episode support lesbian content by rating reviewing subscribing following and find our guest at jordan.harvey our show at Made It Out Podcast, and me at Mal Glowinky. This podcast was produced and edited by Matilde Jordan and worked on only by lesbians. So send this episode to everybody you've ever met and spread the gay agenda. Lick my wet pussy. Make me flow like Noah's flood. A lesbian's brunch. What kind of brunch is this?